one Buddhism, April is celebrated as the month of enlightenment because our founding master Sotesan attained the great enlightenment on April 28, 1916, which was 106 years ago. Mr. Sotesan's life was codified into a series of 10 events. So when you visit the headquarters of One Buddhism in Korea, there is a stupa to commemorate Master Sotesan, where those 10 events have been engraved on the wall around the stupa. This is a good time to look at closely each of the 10 stages and think of Sotesan's life and of his path seeking the way. Especially now, as One Dharma Center is creating 10 stations to commemorate Master Sotesan's life along our walking trails, our Reverend Yu is working very hard on this project. So hopefully when you return to One Dharma Center next time, you will be able to enjoy the 10 stations on our walking trails. Today I will talk about Master Sotesan's life from his childhood up until the Great Enlightenment, which is depicted in the first five stages. I will then talk about his life after the Enlightenment in my next talk. I hope this helps us understand one Buddhist teachings better and helps motivate us along our spiritual journeys. So Tezan was born in 1891 to a simple peasant family in South Korea. At the time, Korea was a very poor country and Gilyongni, his hometown, was a small rural village. When Sotesan was seven years old, he looked up into the sky and questions arose in his mind. How big and high is the sky? Why is it so clear and blue? Once a question arose, other questions followed. Why do cloud and wind form from a calm and clear sky? Why are mothers and fathers in such a close relationship? Why do day and night alternate? He questioned everything he observed. At 10, Sotesan started to go to a village school where children learned Chinese characters and basic ethics through the Chinese text, and they all practiced calligraphy. However, he was not that interested in study or in games, which kids in his age enjoyed. He was only fascinated by his questions. These questions absorbed young Sotesan's inquiring mind so much that he launched his own spiritual journey. At the age of 11, Sotesan attended a seasonal ceremony for the remembrance of ancestors. Family members and relatives got together at the mountain where the ancestors were buried. During the ceremony, 
they offered vows first to the mountain spirit and then to the ancestors. Young Sotesan asked a relative next to him, Who is the mountain spirit? The relative said, In every mountain, there is a mountain spirit, and he knows everything. The Sotesan thought, I must meet him. If he's such a divine being, he could answer all of my questions. After that day, he started to offer a prayer so that he might meet the mountain spirit. He traveled four kilometers from his house to climb Sambat Pass, and there he prayed in order to meet the mountain spirit. So four kilometers is almost 2.5 miles. And it's not easy to uh, climb Sambat Pass every day. And there he prayed in order to meet the mountain spirit every day. While only 11 years old, he demonstrated great sincerity toward the mountain spirit. So he picked mountain fruits, or if he happened to find any nice food at home, he snuck out of his house with those fruits and placed them as an offering to the mountain spirit. He continued this prayer without skipping a single day, whether or not it was raining or snowing. Watching his unflinching resolution and sincerity, his parents finally decided to support his unusual spiritual journey. They even built a small hut on the Sambat Peak for Sotesan so he could stay and pray there. He literally did his best for five years but he was unable to meet the mountain spirit. Someone might say that his five-year prayer had failed. But as you look at it from a different point of view, it was a necessary process to attain great success. His sincerity and dedication greatly empowered his mind and laid a spiritual foundation, which later enabled him to enter deep meditation. At the age of 16, Sotesan happened to hear an ancient story about someone who overcame great hardship and became successful under the advice of a spiritual guide. Impressed by this story, he decided to give up his search for the mountain spirit. Instead, he would search for a spiritual guide who could answer the question he contemplated. This journey to find a spiritual guide continued for the next six years. During this time, Whenever he met someone on the street who looked different from other people, like a beggar, for example, he approached that person 
and asked if he were a spiritual teacher. If he heard about someone who was known to be spiritual, he would visit the person and stay with him for days to see if he were the right person. But in spite of all these efforts, he did not meet a spiritual teacher. And then, when he turned 22 years old, he finally gave up searching for a spiritual guide. This period in Sotesan's life was also a stepping stone to his great enlightenment because his sincere desire and focused efforts eventually led him to become a great spiritual teacher on his own effort. So 11 years of desperate devotion seemingly turned out to be in vain. He worried about making a living and he became depressed about all the failures and suffering he experienced. Eventually, he became deeply absorbed in one single thought. What am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do? This one thought became like a koan or a mantra. This one thought stayed in his mind from the morning till night and even overnight. He forgot about all other thoughts. Sometimes new mantras spontaneously arose in his mind, then he chanted with those mantras. At 25, he even let go of the thought, what am I supposed to do? He would often enter into deep meditation. And forgetting both time and place. And rest in the genuine realm of stillness. His neighbors thought he had finally gone crazy. It looked as though he had lost his mind. His bizarre behavior greatly alarmed his family, and his wife had started praying for his recovery. The effect of so many years of ascetic practice took a toll on his physical condition. He got a large lump in his stomach, and his body was covered with boils. And later he said to his disciples about ascetic practice he had done at that time. Because I had nobody to ask, and no one from whom to receive guidance, there was nothing I could do. Sometimes I would go into the mountains and spend the night. Sometimes I would spend the whole day sitting on the roadside. Sometimes I would stay up all night. Sometimes I would bathe in icy water. Sometimes I would fast. Finally, I entered a condition 
where I lost all consciousness. Ultimately, my questioning was resolved, but the root of my physical illness was already so deep. Today, you are fortunate enough to learn the Dharma without performing severe ascetic practices, and you may benefit from my experience. You will get twice the result with half the effort, and you will succeed without getting ill. If you learn how to practice timeless Zen and placeless Zen, I beseech all of you not to fall into the error of harming your body and recognize the uselessness of the kind of ascetic practice I performed before I found the way. This is the quotation from the scripture of Mr. Sotesa. On April 28th, 1916. Sotesan was sitting in meditation in the early morning. His mind was suddenly refreshed with new energy. He immediately got up and went out of his room. He looked around and up at the clear dawn sky still lit with bright stars. He strolled into the courtyard of his house and started to think of various things such as lively, his livelihood, which was full of hardship, and started to wonder how he could avoid its roughness. He then thought about combing his hair and cutting his nails and washing his face which he had not bothered to do for a long time. He looked for materials to clean his body. And suddenly he started coming down to earth. His family was surprised to see such a change. This was the initial awakening of Mr. Sotesa. Then, after eating breakfast, Sotesan overheard a discussion between his neighbors regarding a phrase in the scripture of Tonghak, a new religious movement which started at that time. Upon hearing this passage, he realized that he understood its meaning perfectly. He thought this was very strange. So, at first, he did not understand clearly what was happening to him. Later that day, two Confucians passed by his house. They took rest nearby and discussed a passage from I Ching, a Confucian scripture. When Sotesan heard this passage, again, he understood with perfect clarity its meaning. He thought that this might be evidence of an enlightened mind. He then recalled all the doubts and questions he previously raised and immediately realized their meanings with perfect clarity. 
he finally had achieved great enlightenment. This marks the birth of one Buddhism. And he was just 26 years old. Then he declared, All things in the universe are of a single body and nature. All dharmas share a single root source. The way that is free from arising and ceasing and the principle of cause and effect are grounded together, forming a clear and rounded framework. Thereafter, the status of his mind became brighter and his skinny face and body were full of energy. He gradually recovered from his illness and his neighbors were fascinated by this remarkable change. Kilyongni, where Sotesa grew up, was a very poor village where there was not that many opportunities for learning. However, with utmost sincerity, he had searched for the way, entered into deep samadhi, and thus achieved great enlightenment. The One Buddhist Order was founded on the truth of ill one that he awakened it to. Ill one literally means one circle, which later was chosen as the symbol of ultimate truth. When one Buddhist practitioners entered ill one hall, meditation hall, we bow to the ill one sound, the image of ill one. And this is to remind us that Il Wan Sang is the symbol of the universe, universal truth, and our original Buddha nature. Whenever we encounter the Il Wan Sang, we need to take it as a koan, a spiritual question, to awaken to our original nature and attain Buddhahood. Today, I talked about the first five stages of Master Sotesan. One, giving rise to great questions. Two, offering prayers at Sambat Pass. Three, searching for a spiritual guide. Four, entering into deep meditation. And five, the great enlightenment. I hope in April, the month of enlightenment, you contemplate our spiritual journey together toward enlightenment and remember Master Sotesan's spiritual journey and what his 10 stages mean to us. Thank you. Mm -hmm.